Welcome to the Cinematic Adventures podcast, where we have a gift for you. I'm Daniel. I'm Jackie. Jackie, Joel Edgerton. <laughs> underrated uh, or has I told you he movies? was an underrated actor. Both. But um, he's, he's very underrated as a talent in Hollywood. I think specifically because of his acting, because his acting is stellar. But also, he, is, he has proven himself with his directorial debut that we're going to talk about today, The Gift, to be a stellar actor. And fun fact, without knowing it, well, I think I knew it at the time, but forgot. Um, I saw his second directorial situation, I guess you could say. His uh, second major motion picture that he directed and wrote, he wrote both of these, um, called Boy Erased. And that was disturbing. It was good. Disturbing. Um, yeah. As is the gift. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, real, real Hitchcock right there. Um, he kind of is, honestly. Like, it's... The gift is like he he does a, this really good thing in the gift where every single person who watches this movie at first you're like okay I get it he's creepy he's gonna stalk him the poor family and then you start watching and you start unpeeling the layers and you're like I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> also, uh, well there is that that does happen, but like there's layers to it. It's just like. It's a whole thing. We're gonna have to spoil the uh, the the reveal in order to really get into it. Do you want to talk about anything else before we do the reveal to talk about yes. the entire movie in context? Yeah. First of all, I would like to read your responses. Okay. So here's here's movie. what happened, right? Because I usually do this. Um, when I have a movie and I have thoughts, I take notes. But the way, <laughs> but I don't have a note taking thing on my phone, so I just send them to Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of taking notes like regular people i just send uh jackie a series of frantic and frankly sometimes um, hilarious hilarious fine that uh messages over facebook so i've just got just got a movie i'm just like what the fuck is going on so i did that and the funny thing <laughs> with this is that i thought that it'd be pretty straightforward and because I thought that'd be pretty straight, straightforward, I sent Jackie a message going, I'm about to start the movie. I'll message you when it's done. And then like two minutes later, I'm like, nope. <laughs> That's why I didn't respond to any of these. Cause I was like, okay, I'll let you think that. <laughs> so the first thing he says is I have just started the gift. I'll let you know what I think at the end. I am predicting two endings. One, Gordo doesn't know these people and is a creepy stalker. Two, this guy bullied Gordo and he's a creepy stalker. The best nailed part about it. this movie is it's Fucking less than two hours. Nailed it. I nailed, the, <laughs> I nailed it. For the record, I said that before the movie even fucking started. Mm-hmm. I knew that one of the endings was going to be exactly what happened. The, uh, Simon is a piece of shit and Gordo is like... A creepy stalker. A creepy stalker. <laughs> Both those things happened in the movie. Fucking nailed it. Didn't see it coming, but also totally saw it coming. <laughs> um, next message. One of these gifts is going to be her head in a box. I uh, was thinking of seven, seven, wasn't I? Long. You were. I knew that was um, in a movie. He definitely bullied Gordo. He also yep. directed this. Either, oh, fuck, I hate this. Like, I'm trying to scroll through your messages, and I keep accidentally, like, reacting to them. That happens to me all the time. 
I just like randomly react things to messages because my fingers just like, I, I try to scroll and my fingers are like, nope, you're going to react. Anyway, um, <laughs> either he's hiding a dark secret and will kill them or he sucks at dinner parties. I think I both those are true. He is an asshole. <laughs> I think both of those things were true. <laughs> I kill people and put them in my basement. Would you like another drink? <laughs> this, is why, <laughs> this is why I only have parties in restaurants. Fucking called it knew that wasn't fucking his house my head theory is more and more likely oh my god you met him like a week ago and he's immediately been creepy don't okay, trust him out. this time much that's, my, my, that's the worst problem with this it's just like all right fine your husband has a dark secret everything's shit but gordo <laughs> you met a week ago and then simon's like no this guy's a fucking creeper and in, in that context don't immediately be like yeah he's fine he might have heads in baskets. Okay, we'll come back to that because there's a reason. I have a reason why she said that. Okay. Why she's trusting. But we'll come back to it. Fine. But I'm just like, okay. without, I'm the, just full context, without um, the full context, without the full context of everything that's happening, it's just like, why? Right. Three, day, um, three, okay. three days ago, and one of those times was a shit dinner party. <laughs> oh, he's fucked. Bygones be bygones, you're doomed. Head yep. in a box? Poison? Terrible gifts? Poison well drugs? That was a shit dinner party. Was shit. Pregnancy protection, so no head probably. Oh my god, Simon, you fucking asshole, you absolute fucktard! Oh my god, if I'm right. Oh, not as bad, but still fuck you. Oh, I, bitch, okay, so Simon, you are the worst person. I hate him so much. Simon, you prick, narcissistic asshole. Fucking throw him out the window! They're not a great couple. Simon is a terrible boyfriend. He's actually a husband. This Even worse husband. <laughs> this is the actual worst. I thought the worst thing that happened in Love, Simon, was when that asshole outed him, and this is objectionably terrible. Simon, you suck at apologies. You are actively terrible! You asshole, liar, prick, shit, fuck! It's not good when your stalker might be a better husband than you would. It's true. Your voice. Probably at least as good. <laughs> Both are bad options. Maybe take some time for yourself. Oh, fuck! Both suck. Go on vacation. Oh, this is awesome. He didn't have to rape her. Just make Simon think he did. Again, both aren't great options. Nothing 10 years of therapy can't fix. Yeah, you win. I want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> and by then, I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like all that is all my thoughts. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming. <laughs> I'm glad that we saved all this time. All right, we're good. All right. Until next time. <laughs> anyway, fuck, man. All right, I bet you saw this in cinemas and you were the only one because no one else saw this or talked about it. No, 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 no. It it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like super popular, but I was definitely not the only one in the theater. But yes, I did see it in the theater because- That's good. That's how I roll. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, this fucking movie, man. All right. <laughs> okay, so to go back to your point, when you were like, um, okay, so to start out, just to like to lay the groundwork, it it begins with Simon and Rebecca. Wait, her her real name is Rebecca. What's the name of the character? I'll look it up. Okay. Carry on. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I do that sometimes. Like, I will substitute Robin. the name of the actor. As opposed to I the do name. that literally all the time. I don't remember um, characters' names almost ever, um, <laughs> but I'm like. The fucking actor. Well, I remember Simon and Gordo. 
But yeah. I can't remember when I think of Rebecca Hall, I think Rebecca Hall. I can't remember her character's name for yeah. some weird reason in this. So it's Robin. Anywho, Robin, thank you. Um, so Simon and Robin, we meet them and you know, nice upper middle class family. Ooh, they're gonna move into a bigger house. Um he's he, she didn't she wants to work, but he doesn't want her to. He wants to start a family. And it's it's okay because he's about to get this big promotion, right? And so his money will be enough to more than take care of them. I mean, that's not her concern. Obviously, money's not an issue. Her concern is she wants, like, she's a working woman. She wants to have a job. And but no, he's he's he wants them to. He's going to get this promotion, and he will be able to pay for everything. It will be the idealistic situation, you know, successful husband with a stay-at-home mother wife perfect right oh yeah. idealistic like the white picket fence the whole thing right a little slice of americana it. living out the american dream okay so that's the situation we're introduced to and then there's this dude this awkward guy kind of hanging in the background in a store that they're in one day and he's just kind of kind of stalking around him and you're like who the fuck is open to the dude like back up dude and so then fine so simon not being one to like be intimidated goes up to him like hey what, what's going on and then he's like oh i i think i recognized you and he's like what and he's like yeah um you're what are, you're simon right and he's like yeah i'm simon and then he's like oh i'm gordon and um and at first like he's like i don't know who the fuck you are like I don't know this dude. And the wife is just like, what's going on? Like, what's, who is this guy? And he introduces himself. He's like, yeah, we went to high school. And he's like, yeah, my name is Gordon so-and-so. I used to go by Gordo. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, Gordo. Oh, okay. How do yeah, you not know Gordon from Gordo, dumbass? Because, okay, so now that we're doing the deep dive, the reason he didn't know is because he's a narcissistic asshole who gives no shits about anybody but himself. Gordo yep. was just a kid he picked on. So unless you remind him of the victim of, of, the, the, of him being a victim, see, as he's standing here right now, he's just man to man. So he doesn't know who the fuck he is. But then if you remind him of the victim that he used to be, oh yeah, okay, now I remember you. Yeah. That was your first clue. Yeah. Okay, that was your first clue that well, Simon's I mean, an asshole. I never <laughs> thought that he was a good person. Yeah. I, I just didn't know how dark it would get. So here's the thing. This is what I appreciate about this movie. And about like just the way Edgerton directs in general, because he also does the same thing in Love, Simon. The people who are bad people, there are clues, even when they're pretending to be good people, there are clues throughout the entire thing that they're bad people. It's not a situation where like, you, I hate movies that have, that, like try to have that redemption arc for the bad guy. So it's like, oh, you know, you think he was the protagonist and he's the good guy, but then in the end, you're like, no, he was the true evil. And it's like, no, that's not how real life works. Like, people can pretend to be good, but there's always a tell if you're paying attention. There's always something that lets you know this person has narcissistic personality disorder. This person is a psychopath. Yep. There's something to let you know. And that's the good thing about this movie is that it's there from the beginning. And the way Simon treats his wife and the way Simon is... Like at first, you the way it's framed, it looks like, oh, he's protecting his wife and this creepy guy is stalking them. So he's going to go up to him and be like, hey, personal boundaries like space. But you realize that, no, he's just a bully. And so when he sees somebody kind of creeping, 
instead of being like, you know, a normal person would just be like, oh, well, let's just go. Let's leave him alone. Or if a, <coughs> excuse me, if a normal person wants to go confront him, they would be like, excuse me, do I know you? Whereas Simon is like, hey, like Simon's a bully from the jump, but he yeah. does it in a like, he does it in a suit. So it's supposed to be, you know, or not in a suit, but like, uh, that's a metaphor. Like doing it in a suit it. is like, yeah. He's, he does it like in a high class manner. So he's like, ha ha. And every single thing he does, he, it turned, you know, when we, we look at, take a deep dive into the relationship, he is bullying his wife. And she even points it out. She's like, no, you were a bully then, you're a bully now. You, like, he has narcissistic personality disorder. He doesn't uh-huh. give a shit about anybody other than himself. When his wife, when the whole time that they fight, their fights consist entirely of his wife saying, hey, I get to have a say in my life. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Like, I make the decisions. And it's not even a masculine thing. It's an he's a narcissistic asshole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. And, and the, the thing about that is that what was Godot's plan? Because Godot was like, I was going to let bygones be bygones. Mm-hmm. But now you're a fucking asshole and I'm going to murder you and put your head in a basket. Um, really didn't say any of that. Okay? <laughs> it, you thought that because of the way the movie kind of made you feel. Yeah, but it was implied. plan... His plan all along was to do exactly what he did. Well, okay. He, I, I think his plan was to test uh, Simon to see if he'd gotten to be a better person. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Like, his, that, his plan was to do what he did, but he gave Simon an out. If Simon wasn't... So here's the thing about people with narcissistic personality disorders. It is not a personality trait. It is a disorder. It is part of who they are. They mm-hmm. cannot change that. Like, you can't change being gay. You can't change being black. You can't change being female. They can't change that, right? It's part of their personality. So right. if someone has narcissistic personality disorder, if they had it when they were nine or they had it when they were 17, they're going to have it when they're 40. So he came to see, like, was he just going through? Because here's the thing. Some people can do, you don't have to have narcissistic personality disorder or be a psychopath to be an asshole you can be you can do like there's that saying you know hurt people hurt people you could have just been going through a really dark time in your life like say your parents were getting divorced and you were getting uprooted and you decided to take it out on your classmates you you didn't become you you aren't a person with narcissistic personality disorder but you were going through some shit and you were an asshole and if someone from your past from when you were an at from the time when you were an asshole comes back to you if you aren't an asshole, you would be like, dude, I am so sorry. Like, but it would be sincere. You could be like, you know what? I was going through some shit. I know that's not an excuse, but you didn't deserve what I did to you. And it's a sincere apology. He was checking to see which category Simon fell into. Is Simon the sincere person or is Simon the asshole? Simon was an asshole. Yeah, so he's like, okay, the, plan engaged. Yeah, and that plan, man. Like, <laughs> the, the ending really... Mm, okay, first of all, um, I'm a, oh, the, the, the ending is what I really want to talk about, but it's the ending. And there's a whole the thing, thing about the ending is that it's, it's the build up. The ending is the payoff. Yeah. But the entire movie is the build up. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's the kind of situation where like, it's a, it's seemingly a slow burn. It's not really a slow burn at all because there's tension slow burn in every is only. Slow burn is like what people say when it's focused mainly on characters. When a movie focuses on characters yes, and there's is. not much plot happening, uh, and it, well, there's plot happening, but it's taking it's a, a while. Burn. 
It's that when people say it's a slow burn, it's not that there's not plot happening. It's that it's taking a while for you to realize the plot that is being laid down. It's, it's, it's all characters very slowly constructing a plot and you won't get to see, you won't see the big picture until the end. Uh-huh. I think that's what most people consider a slow burn, which okay. is pretty much what this is, except it's also tension building as it goes. And there are enough twists and turns to make it not really a slow burn because like you, everybody pretty much watched it like you, like, okay, I've got this figured out. And then as you're watching, you're like, nope, no, I didn't. And then you're like, okay, but now I've got it. This is what's going on. And while you did guess the plot, you had no idea how it was going to get there. Yeah. And so the I end, guess, you were like, oh shit. I guess two uh, endings, like straight away from the premise, uh, yeah. the old, uh, the uh, old school uh, person, classmate, that's the word, um, comes back uh, for undisclosed reasons. Either he's a psychopath and will kill them, or Simon is an asshole. And I guess those two, as because those were the those are the two plots that this entire premise is based on. If it was something those are complete, the prevailing theories. Yeah, yeah. If it was something completely different, then it'd be something completely different. But it was one of those two, and I and I guessed it. But I didn't know just just exactly how or what or why. I didn't guess any of the important stuff. And th- what he did, what Simon did, is the second worst thing that I thought of. Wait, what was the first worst? Well, they said um, Simon's entire thing was that he saved Gordo from getting assaulted, right? So my main th- my main theory was that he's the one that assaulted him. Which isn't what happened. He just lied. So uh, I wouldn't say it's as simple as he just lied. No, I no, no. Say... That's not. That's not what I mean. But what I mean was okay. the first worst is that the thing that he is that he got credit for um, stopping is the thing that he caused. It's just I just hate him so much. Okay, so here's the what thing exactly that happened. I, here's here's the thing that I when talking about that. Simon did commit violence against Gordo. It was just psychological violence. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of people think that something like rape or murder is the worst thing you can do. And I would posit that's incorrect, that, that murder is not. Okay, a lot of people think rape is horrible because it's a, a physical violation. But you can also emotionally violate someone, which is what narcissists do. Okay, and what Simon did to Gordo was psychological violence and it led to physical violence, but the physical violence didn't hurt that long. Physical violence you can get over. It's the psychological violence that stays with you. And that was the whole point of this movie. Yeah, yeah. And that, so not only is that what Simon did to Gordo, but in the end, ultimately, it is what what Gordon did to Simon. That's, that is the revenge. The revenge is doing right back to him. Actually, he he does do it to him, but he also oh I mean allows I, Simon to do it to himself basically. I missed the I missed the important part of the ending, which was, until just now. Do you want to talk about oh. the ending straight up because it's yeah go ahead important to this bit. So the ending is Gordo makes Simon think that uh, he raped his wife and that the kid isn't his. That is actually the gift. So the gift is, the gift can be interpreted, originally you might interpret the gift as being like, maybe it's the kid. But no, 
the gift is essentially the um it's the psychological torture that he does to him but it's seen as an it's seen as an attempt at redemption so if simon can redeem if simon is redeemable then it is a gift but if simon is not redeemable it's like it's like the thing of like a gift can be a blessing or a curse so simon can take the opportunity to redeem himself and that is the gift or simon can stay a shitbag and be torn apart and that's what he does <laughs> so uh-huh. um, In, um yeah so that happened and i and now i feel better about the ending because i'm 100 okay. sure that that didn't happen he just tricked simon so that's good um <laughs> well yeah i honestly I say don't good. think i mean so the better. Theory, the better um the thing is the, the mystery of this is did gordo actually rape robin and i don't think he did me because that goes against his character because yeah gordo did come up with this elaborate plan but again the attempt at this elaborate scheme was a possible redemption arc for simon he just didn't take it he chose to stay a garbage person because he is a garbage person Mm -hmm. um so that being the case it would be not only against character but it would also be a horrible act committed by gordo who despite his appearances making everything seem like he's super creepy he actually isn't this was all he was playing a role and that was um displayed by the fact that when it was all over he got rid of the sling and he walked straighter kind of like a kaiser sose moment like this was a, a role he was playing that was awesome he wasn't and actually also he wasn't he wasn't as awkward as he is i think a, an important scene is that he killed the fish that he got but he didn't kill the dog right um yeah and fish i mean i know it sounds it's gonna sound horrible but like fish are fish like people don't people eat fish so we don't really care that much if fish die but animals we consider like dogs we consider more animals more like friends so if you killed a dog that would have been like you're a psychopath yeah that's some john wick shit yeah if you kill a fish like mm, maybe you're hungry like that's <laughs> it, there's a we have a disconnect in the way that we think of different animals but yeah killing fish is not considered psychopathic meanwhile killing a dog would have been and he, he left the dog he didn't even poison the dog like, he just left the dog alone <laughs> yeah he just also the, the dog, dog liked him yeah he liked him way more than simon because simon isn't that that's again that that's showing you the difference the dog, like, like dogs and babies are used as, um, dogs, babies, and people with um, mental disabilities, they're often used as a means of pointing in the right direction. Like, the, basically, the innocent will like, the innocent will see the good in you and they will like you, which that's why, like, that goes to, to Gordo didn't do it. And also, it explains why they didn't like Simon. <laughs> so, yeah. And if you notice... Simon, no, at no point does Simon touch the baby. He never holds the baby. He doesn't think that it's his. Well, it's not just that, but even before that happens. Because remember, he doesn't understand, he doesn't know that the baby's not his when the baby is born. Or that the baby might not be his when the baby's born. Because he doesn't get that till he gets home, remember? No. Like she, gets, she has the baby, then he goes home, he sees the gift, he plays the video, and then he runs back to the hospital. But before he saw that, he didn't know. He hadn't, had no idea of the plot, but he still never touched the baby. Oh, that's um, damn. And that's a metaphor for a- her being okay with even like 
whether this is your child or not, you, this child will not have the sins of, of its father. Like this child has not been touched by your corruption. So, and also like when he comes back, when he runs back to the hospital and he looks at the, you know, she's holding the baby and then the, the drapes close on him. It's like, no, you don't get to be a part of this kid's life. She even said so, even though he was like, it's fine. Exactly. But see, that's the thing. How much of a piece of shit no. do you have to be for your wife to break up with you two hours after their baby's born? Well, you, you can just be a narcissist. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's... Um, see, the thing is, narcissists don't like being told no. So the fact that she rejected him, he, he was going to ignore that. They're the type of people who, like, go right through a restraining order. So he like but the end so the gift actually was for robin because he again he would have continued to try to come back but the fact that it's now in question he doesn't know whether that's his baby or not and also narcissist would look at it as like you know with, with her being raped he would be like how dare you allow this man to come into our house and rape you like it's a fucked up way to think but that's how they think and so he's a fucked up person that, yeah, so that in no way surprises me yeah he would look at her sullied so now to him the whole situation is soiled so he will actually walk away now Did but Gord he's going to be tortured by that and so it's but it's a gift for robin because she gets to raise her child free of this you know horrible man and also um she now sees how horrible he is yeah, so, so the gift is more like being eye-opening for her and allowing her to decouple from him. There's a lot of metaphors. There's a lot the of gift metaphors. <laughs> there they are. There, so it's, it is a gift, though, because it's, it works. It's a gift for all three of them. It's a gift for Simon and that he could have, it, you know, it was an olive branch for redemption, but he, he can't be redeemed. Um, mm -hmm. It's a gift for the baby because it's now decoupled from this horrible man. It's a gift for Robin because now she is decoupled from this horrible man. So it's all it is a gift. Yep. It's an appropriate title for the movie. It's it it works. It is certainly a title that is fitting. And it's all it was written and directed and even starring a man who was from not only your country but your state. Right. We're practically twins. Done. Not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Nope. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's really funny that you uh, th that when when Boy Erased came out, which is the other movie he directed, um, when that came out, uh, all over Australian uh, news, everyone was like, "It's a new Australian movie. It's all uh, this is great. Let's all watch it." And then I was like, "This is cool. Not going to, but it's cool." <laughs> Not going to, but it's cool. Um, I did see it. It it's good and equally disturbing. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't. It it's not what you think it is. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. What do I think? It's it another. Is? It's another Joel Edgerton kind of film where like you go into it thinking it's going to be one thing, but it's not that thing. Like, okay, what do you think Boy Erased is about? I think it's about um, uh, a mother, um, Nicole Kidman. Mm -hmm. She's the Australian one. Nicole Kidman. Well, everybody's is... Australian in this, except for one kid. The kid True. is not Australian, but um, it's <laughs> except for one the, kid. The kid that isn't. Yeah. They, well, okay. So they, they only have one kid, but um, Nicole Kidman and uh, and what's his name? Um, they're both Australian. Um, what the fuck is his name? I'll look it up. I have brain. You farts. carry on. What is this don't thing work. about? And I'll say. 
Um, he he was in Master and Commander, the C movie thing. Lucas Hedges? Hedges? No, not Lucas Hedges. Um, Russell Crowe. Yeah, him. He's Australian. There you go. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, Russell Crowe and Nicole Kidman are are parents of a boy, Lucas Hedges, who um, they are told is gay. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Before I tell the situation, what did you think? It- I thought it was, it was about gay be conversion. What therapy. do you think happens in Boy Erased? It, what I think is ha- happens in Boy Erased, and the reason I didn't see it is because I thought it was about gay conversion therapy and his parents, um, or at least his mother, because his dad is at least one of his parents, probably Nicole Kidman, um, gets a redemption arc where he, where they're like, "This is actually really awful," and then he gets rescued and then they go home, probably get a divorce. Similar, but no. Okay. Um, so part of that happens. Part of it doesn't. Um, he ends up being okay. He doesn't, he, so he goes to, he does go to the gay conversion therapy. Um, and in the beginning, he genuinely, at, at first he's like, this is all kind of stupid. Because he's of the belief that like, you can't be not converted. Like that's, that's dumb. Um, it is dumb for the and record. so, yeah. So he he goes um, and he's starting to, at first it just seems like it's a church thing where like, you know, oh, you just pray and do some some workshop stupid shit. That's then, exactly how know, I just think, think straight thoughts. Are. Yeah, just think, think straight thoughts and then you'll be fine and you won't want to be with someone of the same sex anymore because it's also got girls and boys. And then they, then it gets weirder and they like kind of try to do more than that and then it gets weirder and uh, every step of the way he's like this is fucked so it's not the kind of situation where like the character's just kind of thrown into it and he tries to go with it at every turn he's like no like this is stupid but he's not like he's not outwardly he's not like this rebellious guy who's just not gonna do it he just kind of sits there and when they're like hey it's your turn he's like this is dumb (laughs) so um so then joel edgerton is in this again and he plays like a counselor um who is or he's a counselor of the conversion therapy situation and you're just like mm, you just, i'm positive that you're gay and like you're just pretend like i you're gay just be gay it's okay you know you want to say that to him but he's like no i'm converted and then flea is in this and he's like a he was a gay man but he's straight now because the conversion therapy fixed him and then they get weirder and weirder and finally like he goes he calls his mom oh so his dad is a preacher by the way and um, he calls his mom and his mom was like you know she comes down to see him and she's like you know it's just just stay hang in there it's supposed to work it'll be okay so you thought that she was going to like get him out, but she's like, no, it'll be okay. But she's at the same time, she is questioning like, is this right? And then when shit goes down, because shit does go down, when shit goes down in the gay conversion therapy, he's like, fuck this, I'm out. So he doesn't necessarily get saved, he leaves. And um, then his dad like um, has like an intervention with him and is like, look, your ass is going back there because no son of mine is going to be gay. And he was like, well, then, you know, maybe I'm not your son. Like, fuck it. Um, So it ends with him just basically walking away from the whole situation and being like, I'm like, fuck it, I'm gay. And just being okay with being gay. And he moves, I think he he moves to, um, I I don't remember 
specifically, but I think it was like this takes place in like a little town in like Flyoverville uh, in California, not California, um, Flyoverville, <laughs> USA. And then he ends up moving to like New York, someplace where it's like accepted and he's not from, you know, nobody knows the hick town he came from. Um, and I thought this was set in Australia. Get, huh? I thought this was set in Australia. Is it set in Australia? I don't know. It's, um, I don't remember that. I thought it was someplace, because I'm pretty sure he moves to like, um, he moves someplace like New York or California where it's like, oh, acceptable. no, 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 I was wrong. Okay. Um, it was just Australian actors and it was all Australian. And I'm like, wait, this is set in America and it's super Australian? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, well, that's what I say. Like the, the boy in question is, um, is American. And everybody, even though the two, even though three of the main actors are Australian, they have American accents. Okay. So, well, they have like, um, they have, they're supposed to be, I think they're like Southern Baptist or something. So I think they have like Southern ba- accents. Anyway, uh, like I said, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but. It is very surprising. That I know this that he isn't ends up in someplace like New York or LA. Huh? It's very surprising to me that this isn't set in Australia. Why? the media was just like it's an australian movie with australian actors look it's nicole kidman she's the one we have well i mean it's technically, and russell crowe he's the other one and joel edgerton who's in it and also wrote and directed it so it is technically an australian film yeah i'm i was just surprised that this isn't set in australia um i guess do we have gay conversion in australia i don't think we do well that could also you carry be on let's talk about the gift in australia <laughs> you um so yeah so he ends up being okay but he kind of can't have a relationship with his dad like his dad doesn't outright disown him he just like doesn't look at him kind of thing when he's around or like he just doesn't want to go see him that kind of thing so his dad's like his dad doesn't go full on you're dead to me just like i i don't have a son that's gay kind of thing and like if you're my son i'm gonna pretend you're straight and the mom just is like she has like a flaccid acceptance where like she still believes in her very very devout religion which says that homosexuality is wrong but at the same time she still wants to have a relationship with her son and so it just has like it it ends with like this awkward family situation family dynamic where like everybody's just better living their own life like you let the let the pastor and the wife be in their little family town and they can lie to everybody and say that their boy is like, you know, say that he is getting married to a woman when he's living with a man. <laughs> so, and then, you know, in New York, he can just be himself and not give a shit about the horrible situation that he went through. And I think that they ended up getting the, um, like, through the circumstances of the situation, like, he ends up getting the conversion therapy shut down. But, um, but yeah, it's not, it doesn't end the way you think, where, like, his parents, his parents never get divorced. They stay together. Um, and okay, his mom so, doesn't change her mind and save him. He leaves. He, I, he, so I, it's more like his becoming independent. I like that better. Yeah. I think that's a better um, ending for this story because uh, it, the way the trailers show it, you've seen the trailers probably, have you? I don't know. Um, where <laughs> Nicole, it's, made, it's painted like Nicole Kidman is the main character because it's Nicole Kidman. It, well, I was going to say, it's because it's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, the, the trailers for the gift that lead you to believe that it's going to be one thing and then you watch it and it's not that thing. So Joel Edgerton's just really good at swapping 
like he's good at leading you down a role he's like oh you think you've seen this movie before because you've seen everything i'm gonna show you in the trailer and then you watch it and you're like nope didn't end that way wasn't the movie i thought it was gonna it's be it's really interesting to have the gift and i apparently boy erased be two trailers that mislead the audience really hard but also is it they do it it's like yeah yeah i showed you this but i'm going to show you something way better and it's not it's not just the trailers because like okay yeah there are misleading trailers because like oh suburbicon don't get me started but um it's not that the trailers are misleading because the trailers do show you what happens it's the way he crafts a narrative he crafts a narrative around a trope to make you think i know where this is going that's what he did with the gift that's what he did with boy erased but then he twisted just enough so that you're like huh that ended well i did not i mean it didn't it did what i thought it was gonna do but it also did something else and that made it better it's Yay. the way edgerton crafts a narrative i like um, that about it. i i do too and i want to see what else he does because he's only directed erased. Like, i mean all right i will now maybe i don't know probably not um Oh, but I want to. Okay. I, I he's done like two movies. Yes. And I want him to do more. Well, yeah, but the thing is, he is still a functioning actor. So that's true. How many how many things has he acted in? Holy shit! Yeah, he was in Star Wars, which he's I have in, to. I'm contractually obligated to bring up. Apparently, he you're was, the one that uh, put it in that contract. Well, he was um, Uncle. No, <laughs> you were the one because I was. Remember, there have been many times when I didn't, and you did. So apparently it's just a podcast thing. I felt you obligated. You have to bring up Star Wars every single time. Um, yeah, he was Uncle Owen in um, in the in the prequels. What the hell is that? What the hell is what? There's a movie called Nine Ninety Nine, Nine Dollars and Ninety Nine Cents. It, it's a full movie, I guess. Does it have? No, it's not the one I'm thinking of. Got a I was going to say, does it have Michael Shannon in it? But I don't think that's the movie I'm thinking of. Ah, uh, no. Okay. It's just so no. Wow. All right. So he's been in a lot of movies. Some good, some look terrible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's an actor and he turned... Oh, hello. Uh, he's an actor and he turned into a director. He's just like, hey, I'm going to be a director for a bit. And then he's like, oh, apparently people like my stuff and I'm really good at it. He is good at it. Um, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's in some shit like Exodus, Gods and Kings. Why? um he but then he also wrote and directed the gift he to me he was the best part of black mass i know everybody loves johnny depp in that movie but i still think that he was the best is he the best part of bad movies because that's the sign of a good actor when you can be a the best part of bad movies um i haven't really seen him in a bad movie because like okay well nope i take that back he was oh my god they're making a sequel why in fuck Okay, I don't know context, but how dare they? What the shit? They're, okay. How dare they make a sequel? Stain series. Was it a series? No, it was a movie. It was horrible. It was called Bright. It's on Netflix. It's Holy a Netflix shit. Original. They're making that a series? I no, they're everyone... making a sequel to it. It was a terrible, terrible allegory for race and that it was horrible. It, not only is it not a good movie, but the allegory they're making is terrible so especially we like, consi- okay. especially since it's, uh, it's um will smith and he's the racist one and it's just like what are you're we not helping yourself doing? no that's not why all but right it's- fine then why is it so terrible i've never seen it 
I, I just had that criticism, and I was like, besides, it doesn't look good. It looks it's like not I'm good. Aragon. It's not good. It's not good. It's a movie about, like, it's an interesting premise where um, it's a setting where um, magical creatures are real. There are elves and fairies and um, orcs and all kinds of stuff. Um, and so it's an int- it's a neat premise, but horrible execution. Just a terrible story. It's just god awful. Oh, I can't believe they made a sequel to that. It was it was terrible. Uh, David Ayer directed it, and he directed things like Bright and Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't know why they keep giving him movies. I I don't. Something Max Sabotage? Landis wrote this. That makes sense because Max Landis is insane okay first of all we'll figure out who max landis is second of all this director also (laughs) did um did fury and i like fury but i have never seen the rest of this and i hated suicide squad and bright so maybe he's just shit and got lucky that one time who's Uh, well no you're looking at his writing his writing is fine him as a director is the issue okay his oh, writing um no yeah look at his directing exactly sorry i'm looking at um i'm looking at max landis now uh he oh. wrote chronicle yeah uh, which is like the best thing that he wrote uh-huh and then on to- on chronicle they um he just they just gave him more indie stuff and he wrote victor frankenstein which is actively actively horrible um it's just like we're gonna make uh Frankenstein in like modern day-ish but like we're not going to do anything with that and then we're going he was on I know I know him he was on uh screen junkies he was on movie fights he was a smug asshole on that he's an ass exactly now we're okay now that we're all into the same thing exactly he's um the best movie that he has written in my opinion was um was chronicle and he is the son of a famous writer. Oh, that's the worst. Father, exactly. So he's got that smug asshole, like, I, like this is his, his birthright kind of thing. And so he believes that, like, anything he does, he, he's one of those people who, like, thinks he shits gold. He's an asshole. Like, and I'm not talking about, like, some personality. I'm talking about, like, in any interview I've seen him in, when he's on Screen Junkies, I'm like, that dude's a douchebag. <laughs> um and that's why he's he's just so smug and he's got this like his his entire attitude is like are you kidding me i shit gold also um i used to follow him on twitter don't ask why trust me he's an asshole okay he's, i i deleted him on twitter and was like this guy is a terrible person anywho so i was like i was like he did american werewolf in london that's pretty good and then i saw his remake no, so I was going to say, not the original. He's doing a remake of an American Werewolf in London. It's probably going to suck. Yeah, and it hasn't come out yet. Yeah, um, all right. And he wrote Bright, which explains a lot. It explains why the meta- the race metaphor is so god-awful. So god-awful. It's terrible. Is- Anywho, um, yeah, he... Ugh. Okay, let's talk about something else. Let's terrible. talk about the gift. Anything else you want to say about the gift? Because I feel, gift is, I feel like we just spouted all of it in like five minutes. And then the rest <laughs> has been other in. stuff. Well, because you were like, I have thoughts. And then you were like, all of them right now. Boom. Um, <laughs> so he, um, the gift 
is like I said, the, the best part about the gift is the fact that like you think you know where this story is going. Just like you did. Everybody mm-hmm. watches it the way you did. We're like, Everyone oh, watches it. I've seen this before. I know I've seen it before. Going. I know the two things that will happen in this. <laughs> right. And then you're technically right, but you had no idea. Nope. So that's the whole thing. Like, this is why I keep telling you whenever you're like, oh, I think I've seen that. Oh, I've, I've seen enough of it. No, because it's the journey. The movie experience is the journey. That is the cinematic adventure. Oh, that's why it's the title. That, yeah. Um, be good at cinema sense it's it's so good (laughs) it is good Um, and i knew you would like it i had a feeling like when i saw i was going through your movies i was like you haven't seen the gift yeah you should check that out like you know the poster for the gift the poster for the gift is him holding a blue box with a ribbon on it and i'm like her head's in that (laughs) when i said the head thing i'm like it's that box a box is gonna have her head in it i guarantee it no it's because you've seen seven too many times yep yeah, it's not every box has either a gift or has either a head or a, well, we'll let Justin Timberlake fill that one in. Um, <laughs> I saw that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not every box has it's a human body so part stupid. in it is what I'll say. It's just such a yes. stupid song and I've heard it. It's a dumb song. I've heard it 45 times. Because it's only like two minutes long. Yeah. But it's I, absolutely ridiculous. I think I heard it on loop and I showed it to everyone. Oh my gosh. I actually saw the skit originally on SNL because of course I did. <laughs> but it's like, and so I was, because I didn't, like I got it, you know, organically and not through like a bunch of gifts. When I saw it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> They're actually doing a song about picking a box. Like, ah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you knew one of us was going to say it. Yeah. I, I was floored. And it's oh. like, now it's like a holiday classic. Like you got to. <laughs> That's funny. You gotta play Dick in a Box every Christmas. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anywho. Um, oh. I did, you know what? It, it might not have been on SNL. It might have been just like a music video. I, don't, I, I remember seeing it like It feels very SNL. It came from a skit from SNL. I don't remember if the actual skit was on SNL or if it was on like a music video back when um, MTV did that sort of thing. No, did music? Uh, MTV did music? Weird. They really should change their name. It's on uh, fuck their fucking YouTube channel. On what, MTV or is it SNL? SNL. Okay. It's so on maybe the... it wasn't a soul skit. It's, yeah. It's, okay. Good it's for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to see literally everything this guy's ever done. You know Which what is you easy see... because there's two of them. Well, yeah. He's, he's only directed two. Um, but I like that he writes and directs some. Like, which lets oh, yeah, you know, like, writing. I, I want to look his up mind. his writing now. Because okay, so he wrote uh, the King, the Gift, Boy Erased, Ro- uh, Rover. Okay. Okay. Um, Jane got a gun. The Square, Felony, uh, and then his shorts. I was going to say that a majority of what you just read are either Australian or they're like screenplays. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Um, because I think the only two major motion pictures that he did were were the gift and then um and then boy erased What's Django he's really gun? talented he's good yeah after her law f- uh her outlaw husband returns home uh shot with eight bullets and barely alive jane reluctantly reaches out uh to an ex-lover who she hasn't seen in over 10 years 
to help her defend her farm when the time comes that her husband's gang eventually oh, tracks him no. down. That was not a short film. That's a film that had like no like release. 98. That's a Natalie Portman. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for that and it was maybe in the movie theater for like a day and a half and then it was gone. Uh, if you can get it, I want to talk about this. It looks interesting. Also, Natalie Portman. It looks interesting to you because you like West, you like war movies, Westerns kind of thing. I don't like those, so I wouldn't, I wasn't going to see it because of that because I'm not a war movie, West, okay. Western type of person. I, I don't like Westerns. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember the trailers for it. But then it was like, it's one of those movies where you're like, oh, there are trailers for this movie. And the next thing you know, it's on like Blu-ray. Yeah, I've, I've seen <laughs> stuff like that. It's just yeah, like, it's one of those. It, especially in Australia, because like you guys get everything, even if it's for five minutes. But if there's a movie that is like really popular in America, but doesn't, but there's no like audience for it here, they just won't release it. Like the Mr. Rogers documentary, not the biopic, the biopic got released, but the documentary uh-huh. didn't get released here because no one knows who Mr. Rogers is. That would make sense then. Yeah. There but it's go. just like, I know who Mr. Rogers is and I wanted to see it. Okay. So I don't feel so bad for not seeing this because it was not directed by him. And no. he's one of four people credited with screen with the writer credit. And so I don't know this how. not his film. I don't know how much um, this matters, but the rating um, for on Letterbox is 2.6 average out of everyone. So it's probably not good, but at the same time, it might be good. I'm going to watch it and let you know, even if we don't talk about it. Go for it. Um, yeah, I still don't have any interest in it. Um, but also, like, at, at first when you were like, oh, he wrote it, I was like, oh, okay, well, if he wrote it, like, he's, he's, his writing is good. So then I was like, well, maybe it's because he didn't direct it because it was directed by Gavin O'Connor. But then I looked at the writers and I'm like, he's listed as like the fourth writer, mm-hmm. which means he didn't write this. He may have tweaked it, but he didn't write it. Probably. The story was by a completely different person and there were three other screenplay writers. Usually a movie with that many writers is not good. Have you seen The King? I have not. The King is a movie is so. a movie that my aunt was like, hey, you do a film podcast. You should see The King. And I was like, all right. And then I haven't. So oh. maybe we should see The King. Okay. It's on Netflix, if that helps. It's on Netflix for you. That no, it's on Netflix, Netflix for you as well, probably. I haven't checked. Oh, well, you know, thanks for the probably. Um, yeah, but remember, it's... Uh, wait, is that another movie that he wrote? Uh, yeah. It's directed by... Oh. Wait, where is it? I'm on his IMDb. I do not see the king. Oh, here it is. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, that! that is that a movie? It's a Netflix thing. I thought that was a series. It might be a series. I don't know. This thing sometimes has series. Um, he's one of two directors. Or he's one of two writers. The director is also uh, listed No, as it's a, a movie. It goes for... Uh, it's a movie, not a series. Okay. Um... Yeah, I skipped that because again, it's like a it's like a war kind of movie. I'm not a war per- movie person, so yeah. If it helps, it's not really. Better go okay. Joel Edgerton's in it though, and he did help to write it, so I might check it out. Cool. But yeah, I um, when you say The King, I was thinking of like a released in theaters kind of movie, but this was a Netflix original. Yeah. Yeah. It. Is it, it's available here, but it's like it looks like a King Arthur kind of thing, and I'm like, yeah, I think oh, it's exactly King Arthur. 
Yeah. So. But like on on uh so uh England fifteenth century how a uh capricious prince um who lives <laughs> among wait what was that I I refuse. <laughs> Where are you reading it? Uh, on the description for a letterbox. Oh, letterbox. Okay. So I'm on IMDb. England, uh, England, fifteenth uh, century. Hal, a prince uh, who lives among the populace, far from court, is forced to is forced by circumstances to. Are you okay? You just kind of stopped. Reluctantly, that's the word. To reluctantly accept um the throne and become henry the fifth okay so it's not uh it's not king arthur that looks that sounds very interesting and it's not so king this arthur. Is, they have other is, kings well yeah but i it looked like a king arthur retelling um so the one on uh on this on imdb says hal wayward prince and reluctant heir to the english throne mm. has turned his back on royal life and is living among the people but when his tyrannical father dies hal is crowned king henry the fifth and is forced to embrace the life he had previously tried to escape. Now the young king must navigate the palace, politics, chaos, and war his father left behind, and the emotional strings of his past, including his relationship with his closest friend and mentor, the aging alcoholic knight John Falstaff, played by Joel Edgerton. Huh. Right. I want to watch it. check it out. Yay! Okay. Uh, we might make it an episode. We might not. Who knows? Apparently. Well, I mean, such is life, right? Mm. We'll figure something out. <laughs> anything else you want to talk about um no not really this was a this was a quick one i'm yeah i'm just glad that you saw it because yeah. i was amazed you hadn't actually honestly after seeing it why didn't i see it i have no mm. idea why i didn't see it i think no here's what happened right i saw um i saw on like our streaming service or dvd the gift i'm like hey people talk about this and i put it on and it was another movie called the gift about fucking ghosts and i'm like this isn't the right one. <laughs> uh, like in my head, I'm just like, yeah, I'll see it eventually. And okay. now eventually it's come and I saw it and it's good. I'm not going to see Boy Erased. I just, I'm just not. <laughs> um, it's all right. I'll, I'll see other stuff though. Uh, it'll be fun. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Fun times. Fun times. Fun times. New Sally. Actually, it's good times. No Sally, but whatever. Um, have you seen As Good As It Gets? No. Do you want to see that next week? You know what? I feel like you... Okay, so there are some movies that I quote all the time. And I feel like you should see the movies that I quote to understand that I'm quoting when I quote. That, because that I feel really like, like once, you've seen those, once you see those movies, you will know like, oh, she's, you're quoting that movie. And I'll be like, yeah, I've been doing it the whole time. And it'll like... <laughs> kind of unlock my language to you and you'll be like holy shit she really does speak in movie quotes that is <laughs> that is something all right fine uh as good as it gets let's uh if we if, mm, let's find out you can see it because good. if you i have the vid i have the uh dvd so i can cast it to you if you don't if it's okay. not streaming for you cool yeah oh uh, that one yeah technical i think i own it you think you own it on dvd you should probably watch it i mean good all idea. right I'll I'll see and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> what my favorite, even though I never quote it, my favorite line from that movie is, "I'm drowning here and you're describing the water." <laughs> oh, <geez>. I love it. <laughs> even without 
context that lies so bonkers. Anyhow, yeah, okay. It, I, I, I'm going to guess the context for that, where they're pretending that they're drowning and it's some sort of safety thing. No. Oh, in that case, I have no idea what the possible, why that line exists. It's but funny. I'm, yeah, of course it's funny. <laughs> like, under what context does someone say that? I just want to see it for that line alone. Okay, so after you see this movie, you will understand what I mean when I say I'm releasing my inner Melvin Udall. Because right now that means nothing to you. Nope. But like eventually you will come to understand like, oh, you're being an asshole. Okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be funny. Well, I knew that so. much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Fun times. Yeah. All right. So okay, so what was the movie that you want me to see? Not the one with Pattinson. Because I tried. I did try. I put it on. Got five minutes in. Was like, can't do it. Let's see as well, good what? as it gets. Huh? Let's see as good as it gets. Yeah, well, watch as good as it gets. But you wanted me to watch a movie. What was it? The the. Oh, yeah. I wanted you to watch um, Bad Genius. That one. Okay. Yeah. I'll get around to that eventually. I will. It's in my queue. It's in my Netflix queue. Please get Which around to it eventually just... before we record so that we can talk about it. Okay. Or we can talk about um, as good as it gets. Indeed. Uh, what if this is as good as it gets? Anywho. Um... So, oh, mm, mm. there are going to be parts of as good as it gets you don't like, but it's still a good movie. So hang care. in there. Yeah, it's, um, it's fine. Um, it's all right. So talk about what was it the name of it again? Up. You literally just said it. And I've Bad genius. That one. That's it. That's the one. The um, heist movie that isn't a heist movie, but it's totally a heist movie. Okay. It's a heist movie. Calm down. I don't care. I just want Anywho. you to see it. I don't care if you call it a heist movie or not. It's in it's in my Netflix queue, which we all know Netflix is there for me to add movies to my queue, and, and that's then it. Never watch them. That's literally I just add <laughs> them to the queue. We have a podcast. Up. It's a good thing we have a podcast to be like, hey, actually watch this. I know. <laughs> if it wasn't, do you know what would happen with? Do you know what would happen if I if we didn't have this podcast? I'd have three streaming servers and watch none of them. Uh, you know, I believe that now that I've gone through your letterbox and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I remember talking about at least two thirds of these movies. Yeah. My- and you were like, yeah, why do you think I watched them? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember mentioning like this movie, this movie, this movie. And you're like, uh-huh. That's why I've seen them. I'm like, yep. okay. <laughs> like so- at least half of your letterbox is just my suggestions. <laughs> so next week uh, is... Uh, bad genius unless uh and then uh after that i as good as it gets unless you change your mind okay so do you want to watch the king a movie that neither of us have seen and we can like both talk about it together or do you want to do a movie that i haven't seen that you've seen or and then a movie that you haven't seen i still say that you should watch as good as it gets we don't have to do like a deep dive into it it's still a good movie okay um we'll figure it out yeah, something, when you come back next week, something will be here. Yeah, we will definitely have seen a movie. Exactly. Well. And we will be discussing it. Someone will have seen a movie for the first time. And At also, least one of us. It and also, I did uh, accidentally in my, I just talked about Cats for, t- for a way too long phase of our live stream, um, promise to see The Mandalorian. And I'm saying Indeed. it again here, so it's canon. It, what, it, do you think the live streams aren't canon? Based on what I say, probably not. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, I promised to see The Mandalorian. So either, so we're going to talk about Bad Genius next week and then either As Good As It Gets or The Mandalorian, depending. How many episodes is it and how long are the episodes? The Mandalorian is eight episodes and they're like 30, 40 minutes long. All right, sick. I am going to watch The Mandalorian and then, then all of this will prove that this is mainly just about Marvel and Star Wars and then other movies sometimes. Um, also, Alpha Mike is going to watch The Clone Wars because that's part oh, of the yeah. deal. You watch The Mandalorian, he watches The Clone Wars. He's going to watch The Clone Wars and then I feel like we should talk to him about it because, I mean, he's got, he's got the challenge because you only have I eight have, episodes yeah. and like Easy. one I of saw. them is an hour. The others are like 30 minutes. They're not even 30 minutes. They're like 28 minutes. Um, so you've got the, and it's easy watching. The Clone Wars is four seasons of, no, it's five seasons of 23 episodes, 30 minutes each, and then two seasons of, of 12 episodes, 30 minutes each. So he's, and before you watch any of that, he has to watch an hour and a half movie because there's an actual Clone Wars animated movie that is the intro that is the exposition to the series if so he's he, got a lot of hours of if he actually watches that he deserves his own episode right so if he watches all of that then we'll have him on to talk clone wars cool. and i still say that i still say that the last four episodes of the clone wars is the best of star wars period including also, the original trilogy of, and especially including the last jedi yeah it, it's the best of star wars uh, the best of canon Star Wars, the best of, of all of the Star Wars that is now canon, the Clone War, the last four episodes of the Clone Wars is the best. And speaking of, I was on Nerd One with our friend of the show, Vincent, and I discussed that very thing. And if you go to his podcast, you will hear me blather on about that in our Clone Wars episode, which you, should be out by now. Mm-hmm. You, um... You went to Nerd One and you talked about uh, a franchise that you're quite fond of. Uh, I went to One Good Thing and talked about Cats, a movie that I saw in cinemas mm-hmm. all the way through. And, and nobody knows why. But then you volunteered to watch it again. So oh, that. fuck. I've got that part. Yep. I'm just like, cool, I'll talk about it. But I, I need to watch it again in order to do that all right bye i have to watch cats um then mandalorian so if anything's gonna make me like star wars again it's gonna be having to watch cats first cool. oh, so here's the thing here's you're gonna be the kicker i'm gonna drag you down a star wars rabbit hole oh, because fuck. By, you're gonna watch you're gonna watch, rewatch cats and be like oh why then you're gonna watch the mandalorian and be like oh my god star wars is so good and then i'm gonna be like yeah watch this and I'm going to sh- give you, I'm going to tell you, it's going to happen still. I'm going to show you like the first animated cartoon, which you're going to love because you like animated cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to, I'm going to show you like, you know, that first one of the hour and a half for the, uh, the Clone Wars. And you're going to be like, you know what? It was pretty good, but you know, it, it, it's not as good as The Mandalorian, but it was pretty good. And be like, oh, you know, I mean, why don't you just go ahead and watch the first episode of The Clone Wars? I... By the time it ends, you're going to be like, oh, that's actually pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, keep going because the ending is the best. It, you know what? Star Wars The Clone Wars is the anti-Game of Thrones. I can't believe it. It starts you. slow, I but might it just ends watch. as the best ever. 
as opposed to Game of Thrones, everybody was like, the, it began awesome, but then the ending was shit. Clo- the Clone Wars starts okay, but then the ending was like, oh my god! That's, yeah, that's the Clone Wars. So, get ready. I'm thinking of whether or not I should watch the Star Wars Saturday special after The Mandalorian to avoid all that. No. Mm-mm. Probably no. not worth it. Because I have seen the no me- I've thing. seen this holiday special before. It. It's not worth it. I'd rather just and be a Star just... Wars fan. You know what? I'd rather watch all of Star Wars until Okay, bye. You're so horrible. I you did that on purpose. You did that on purpose. You're a terrible person for doing that. Hey, if you liked what you just heard, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Because why wouldn't you? We're some somewhat funny. I mean, you got to admit we're entertaining. We're dorks, but we're entertaining. We're fucking delightful. Share the love. Also, follow us on all the links that are in the description. Bye.